But I want to turn our attention to COVID-19 and in specifically a company out in Vancouver that is intending to fight COVID-19 with an engineered nasal spray. Sanitize Research and Development Corp of Vancouver hopes to make subjects airways a hostile environment for the virus. And the company has uh, received approval from Health Canada to begin a clinical trial of its method. Here to talk about it, Dr. Gilly Regav is the CEO and founder of the company. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So first of all, how do you turn the nose and airways into a hostile environment? Think about it like a similar to a hand sanitizer. So you use a gel or something to hand it to sanitize your hands. Same thing. You use a nasal spray or a gargle to sanitize your upper airways. So using nitric oxide releasing solution, liquid that releases a natural molecule that we all have in our body that acts as an antiviral and kills the viruses within your nasal passages. So this is a, like a trigger. It's turning something on within your nasal passage to help fight any viruses that you would get uh, coming through your nose and airwaves? It releases nitric oxide, and nitric oxide is an antiviral. So we have shown already in a, in a lab setting that nitric oxide kills SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that caused COVID. And with the moment this nitric oxide is released from the liquid within your nasal passages, it kills the virus. You know, we're constantly being told not to touch your face, specifically your nose. Uh, you, you don't want to touch that during COVID-19. Why is it that the nose is such a hospitable place to get a virus into your body? What we, what we know is that COVID-19 begins with a, a mild infection in the nose, in the sinuses, in the throat. And that's, that's where the, the disease starts and it progresses from there into the lungs. So if we can actually address it at that point and kill the virus where it's still in the nose, then we beat the disease. So this is basically a preventative way uh, to battle COVID-19. You know, we're looking at, uh, at treating uh, COVID-19 when you have it, but this is a way to keep COVID-19 out of your system, correct? Correct. It's something like a mask, but it's a little nasal spray or a gargle that everyone can have in their own pockets during the day when you think you may have gotten infected or exposed, you use this and then you kill the virus. So yes, it's something that everyone can use as a preventative. How long have you been working on this nasal spray? We've been doing this research for over 10 years with this specific formulation, but we started Sanitize about three years ago. We've been uh, working with animals and animal health before that and started Sanitize as a human health company when we got our patent issue three years ago and uh, worked on this formulation. We've shown that it kills bacteria, uh, fungi, and all kinds of different viruses. All right. So was there a virus in mind that you were uh, using when you started to develop this uh, nasal spray? Yeah, that's a great question. The initial development started for a flu prevention. So when you go on a plane, when you go to your kid's daycare, every time where you could get infected, you use the nasal spray and you prevent yourself from getting the flu. And that was the initial goal. And when everything shifted now, we said, hey, we have something that can potentially help with COVID. Yeah, I would imagine because both of them are, are coronaviruses, this was just uh, an easy pivot for you. Let's talk about your clinical trials, how they'll begin or when they'll begin and how many people you intend to enlist. So we're hoping to take the first patient in next week. We're 
trying to do that as fast as possible and get all of the local um, setting and approval. We're starting it here in Vancouver in British Columbia and getting to outbreak centers. The total number will be 210 participants. 50 out of them will be control. The rest will get the treatment. We're going to get into the trial, both people that are tested positive or negative, and get them to use this treatment for two weeks and show that if they're negative, they won't get infected, even if they're in a setting that um, there's a high-risk environment. And if they are positive, we can prevent the disease from progressing. So I guess what you first have to do is make sure they get the COVID-19 test. And if they get the all clear, then you have to make sure they're actually in uh, the front line being exposed to COVID-19 on a regular basis. Are you looking at um, introducing uh, into your clinical trial health healthcare workers that are at the front line? Yes, healthcare workers are, are uh, one thing we're looking at. We want locations that are at high risk. We're looking for outbreak centers, so care home facilities, uh, the personnel that works there. We are looking for everywhere we can find outbreaks right now. How long do you expect the trial will last for? We're expecting it to last for two months. Um, worst case scenario, maybe three. But, mm-hmm. but once we have all the enrollment, the study is only two weeks, so it's a short study. We'll get everyone enrolled in, and within two to three months, we'll complete it and move on. I assume, it, let's say that uh, everything from the clinical trial comes up uh, as roses and uh, you then would be fast-tracking this through past your cl- clinical trial. How long would it normally take to get some a drug from clinical trial to actually being used uh, in you know by a, a wider, broader public? That's a good question. Usually, if you complete phase two, you go into a phase three clinical trial, which could take a year to two years, depending on the trial, and after that, get the approval. What we are hoping is that we can get fast-tracked into a phase four, which meaning we can already get it to a specific public um, population, get them to start using this, and maybe start with healthcare employees and protect them, and then move on to the general population. So we are, we're very hopeful that within four months, we can start getting into general population. So the end goal would be everybody has this uh, nasal spray in their pocket and when they fear that they've been in an environment that could uh, be potentially dangerous to them, they would give themselves a little spritz and then uh, hope for the best. Exactly. That's it. That's, and how expensive do you imagine that this this would be? I mean, uh, uh, what do we? Is, is it hard to put a price tag on something like this right now because it hasn't gone through the testing phase? No, the the cost of goods are not very expensive. The production process is not very expensive. So we don't think this would be something that would be an expensive drug to buy. I think it's something that everyone will be able to get into their pocket. And finally, this wouldn't be COVID-19 specific eventually when it gets out to the mass public. So you could, I'm guessing, use this during flu season as well. If Let's say, best case scenario, we have a vaccine for COVID-19 we're able to uh, use this for any numerous, uh, you know, varieties of viruses that we might encounter. Yes, we will. We will use this uh, next in clinical trial for flu prevention. But this could be helpful in, unfortunately, if we get another pandemic one day with a different virus. Nitric Thank you so much. Eradicate all <laughs> nitrous oxide. Who knew? Is that is that this? Okay, so it's it's not the same thing as your dentist gives you. 
it, it is not the laughing gas. We always say okay. nitrous oxide is not a laughing matter. So, no, it's not the laughing gas. It is only I, one nitrogen and one oxygen. All right. I appreciate your time, Dr. Gilly. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kelly.